Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a new episode of Have Disability, Will Travel, a podcast from the Accessible Travel Forum. Every episode, we journey around the world to chat with movers and shakers in the accessible tourism industry, as well as those who just love to travel and won't let their disability get in the way of enjoying their adventures around the globe. My name is Josh, your host who is definitely not a broadcaster, but wants to get people talking about accessible travel. I'm happy to have you come along with me on this journey. So grab your passport and let's get going. This episode, we talk with Elizabeth Graham from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Elizabeth is the director of Heartland Forest Nature Experience in Niagara Falls, which is a unique natural attraction with a passion for accessibility, active living, and environmental stewardship. We chat about everything from traveling with her son who has autism to an accessible treehouse and mini putt. Well, let's jump right into it. Okay, so we're talking with Elizabeth Graham. How are you doing today, Ms. Graham? I'm doing great. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, well, actually, we'll have to tell the audience, we go back quite a ways, don't we? We do, actually. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, but it's been, I'm sure, well, over 20, 20 years, 25 years, maybe. Yeah. Too, too long. Yeah. I, I, don't, I was saying that number that I think, oh, no, that, I don't want to say that. But um, I know, actually, now I've just given away your age a little I bit. I know, I know. Everybody yeah. is you know, going to be disappointed <laughs> now. <laughs> so, yeah, we actually uh, were in the same town, Uxbridge, Ontario, for a long time. And you were my mother's boss for a while, I believe. Well, she was. She started as my mentor, and uh, I will forever treasure those memories of the times when our family was uh, with a special needs child, and just how she just came alongside me. And I'm very grateful for that. But then, yeah, then we then we were part of a charitable organization together, and uh, and got the privilege of working together. So that was great. Okay. Um. So, and what was the name of that organization? That was Precious Minds, and uh, so. I guess maybe I should step back and say a little bit about our family because yeah, that's how sure. Precious Minds began was because of our family. But so uh, my husband and I have three children. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is married and uh, we have a beautiful little grandson, Maxon. Oh, and And then we have uh, uh, two boys. So Zach's 25 and Jacob's 19. And it was, uh, it was Zach that really changed the direction of our life. He was uh, diagnosed at an early age with classic autism. Uh, so uh, it has, uh, you know, it, it impacts every part uh, of, our, um, of our existence, I would guess. <laughs> so the, so that was, that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. So classic autism, is that different uh, than another type of autism or well such the the autism spectrum is just uh, so broad and so that's a term that uh, I would say a lot of us lay people are using now to just um, it's 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 what you might have thought of as autism in years past so uh, stim you know doing stimulatory behaviors uh, the lack of social um, interaction and play skills uh, along with uh, you know intellectual and uh, developmental disability so mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah okay and so and then precious minds was sort of uh, came out of that then 
It did. Uh, there was four of us women, and one in particular, her name's Sharon Simmons, uh, still a very treasured friend, and she she saw what our family was going through. It, this was back in 1999, so Zach was, I think, just seven at the time, and she saw that with uh, just the struggle we were in terms of networking, the financial impact on a family, and uh, and just uh, how to how to just engage with the services that uh, it's overwhelming to a family when you're dealing with the with the diagnosis and then also with the the daily you know uh, stress of uh, of having a, a, a special needs child there she she saw that and she gathered uh, four of us together and that's where precious minds was uh, it came to be and um, Uxbridge is more of a rural uh, town right. in uh, in Ontario in Canada and uh, so there was um, there was really a lack of resources there so that's how it started and we um, I'm th- I'm actually thrilled 20 years later that it is thriving it's uh, the mission has changed slightly over that time in the beginning it was really looking at all barriers to learning so whether it was physical intellectual behavioral social mental health now it's very focused on developmental challenges and uh, and having those uh, and and uh, going through in the transitioning to adulthood but it's it's thriving and I'm it's that's exciting for me well, that's exciting and so that you've you're not involved at the moment because you've moved to a different location. That's we did at the ten year mark. Our family relocated to Niagara Falls area, which okay. uh, is uh, one of those tourist places that I think most people know worldwide. Okay. Uh, so we uh, left Precious Minds and uh, and left the area to uh, to start uh, a new adventure there in Niagara Falls. Okay, well, we'll jump back to that in a minute. Um, sure. This, this podcast is mostly about travel. Um, I thought you know it'd be interesting to talk talk a little bit about um, you know some of the travels you went on with Zach over the years. Yeah, you know it's I mean every every disability or challenge mm-hmm. is unique. So clearly, uh, traveling with a, an individual with autism would would have it, there would be some aspects of that that wouldn't uh, um, be something that others might struggle, you know, like some that might struggle with. But for us, uh, for us, uh, Zach loves to to go on a vacation. So he loves to be in the car. We've traveled all over North America with him. We, we made one attempt at a flight uh, going on an airplane. (laughs) And so he has been, he has been to Mexico and it was not a good experience. Uh, But I've, but I've uh, talked to other families and actually even leading up to it, uh, they, their their children loved the experience their uh, of being on the plane and I think uh, they 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 just have uh, we there's lots of families uh, and adults uh, living with autism that enjoy uh, airplane travel right. but for Zach that was not uh, that was not for him so we we made it through that experience right. and had a um, and actually our our hearts were warmed by the compassion that was expressed to us by not only the flight crew, but also by the other passengers mm. uh, that helped us get get through that. But uh, for since then, Zach was about ten at the time. Right. We've now um, just stayed to uh, being on the on uh, like traveling by car. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's good. Though. I mean, it was a bad experience, but there's sort of uh, good coming from that when you you know got to feel the the warmth of the others' hearts and stuff, right? 
Oh, it was incredible. And mm. I, I think, I, I, I hope that can be maybe an encouragement to others out there. We had, uh, with, there was 17 of us in our family that were traveling and it was a special anniversary for my parents. Oh, wow. And we had, we had people on the plane rearranging, like letting us uh, sit together so that we could be, so that we'd have more family support around us with Zach. Mm. So it was really, it, it was actually, you know, when you look back on it, that's the, that's the thing we remember. Okay. So uh, do you have any sort of tips for um, uh, people who have uh, family members with autism or maybe uh, have autism themselves for preparing for a trip, going somewhere new or? Well, for for everything and travel in particular, I'm a really big fan of social stories. So we just create our own. I often use pictures. I'll do research for where we're going in advance and take some pictures uh, of and do a little, almost like a little photo album so that we talk about the trip before we go. And then we take more pictures and we, we sort of round out that album. And so Zach has memory after that we can talk about. And that's been very successful for us. So you take picture, uh, pictures also for before you go as to like this well, is I the do. Type of place I, we're going. Yeah, just so he, he. I think the more information he has, the better it is for him to transition into right. uh, into that place. So that's that's worked. A lot of people don't. I use I use pictures uh, with words, uh, but uh, you can for a lot of. Um, individuals using a social story it's just just words that they read aloud you know to uh, and just talk about what what they're going to be encountering and where they're going and uh, that's that's been really great okay good what, what's uh, maybe Zach's favorite place that he's visited oh you know my I have an older sister that lives down in North Carolina okay. uh, on the outer beaches and we t- we go there every year and that is a I think for Zach he knows the special things that are there that he loves to do a specific restaurant and so that would be i think given the choice he would be wanting to go to auntie nan's if he had a choice (laughs) (laughs) oh good good well i think we'll have to have a special round table discussion on autism and travel at some time and i hope that you'll join no that would be great it, it would actually be there's a there's a new movement now and there's a town out in i think it's it's out on the east coast that now has uh uh really they're they're calling themselves an autism friendly environment so there's signs that they have in different restaurants and in places that says autism friendly and that's a new movement i know we had a restaurant that just opened in niagara falls that has that sign in its window and i think that's that would be a, a you know neat thing to talk about how there's a greater community is really kind of starting to get it oh wow that's great okay we'll have to, have to tell me about that afterwards and we'll find a link for that then yeah for sure Okay, so now you've moved to Niagara, and I think most people only know about the falls, but, um, <laughs> and now you just heard me cough a couple of seconds ago, and that's because I'm in, enjoying a, a glass of wine and I took a little oh, bit too much at one time. And of course, Niagara <laughs> is also famous for wine. So, yes. Could you tell some of our international listeners about the great Niagara region, what it has to offer, and why they should visit? Oh, well, you know what, there's the, there is the sort of the more commercial aspect of Niagara Falls with, uh, with, with the falls and it's just spectacular. Uh, there's a lot of activities and, uh, just a, a, well, for really, if you're in it, if you're into adventure, 
uh, sports or uh, or just as a family and to do some activities, it's uh, it's a fantastic place to go. But it also has these wonderful other communities. There's Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is actually where we live, which is just really 10 minutes away from Niagara Falls. But there's the vineyards and uh, just... Uh, like if you want to do uh, any trekking the trail system, it it's there's there's so much to offer in Niagara. Okay, so one of those parts, I guess, is uh, as you mentioned, the hiking, and so the nature yes. that's available there. So you are currently working as the executive director, is that right, of Heartland? At Heartland Forest, yeah. uh, when we moved to, when we moved to Niagara, I kind of wondered what my next adventure was going to be because my heart is for uh, is for is for disability and uh, working with families. And uh, I, Zach actually went on a little field trip through uh, with an autism group and they went to Heartland Forest. And I was, uh, I, I was so excited to meet the founder, Dan Bauman, and learn a little bit about what his, he had a grandchild with, uh, with a severe disability who has since passed away, but he just wanted to have this peaceful place that was accessible for all. Mm-hmm. So we have about 200 acres and we have, uh, oh man, probably about, uh, eight to 10 kilometers of trails. Most of them are easy access. So anyone in a scooter, uh, wheelchair, uh, walker pushing a, a stroller can enjoy enjoy nature okay. we have a tree house that's got a 110 foot ramp a uh, yeah a tree house it's like this big cabin all up on stilts okay. and we have a, a merry-go-round and a swing that are all accessible and a mini putt that was designed in in coordination with uh, special olympics so it's there's just been a lot of thought put into everything that's happening at at, uh, at nature at, at Heartland Forest in terms of making that nature accessible for all right is the the focus of the um, the uh, facility is it specifically for people with disabilities or is it that it's a place for everybody but this just it's happens to be it's a place for everybody and that's all ages all abilities and that's the that's what uh, that's our I guess sort of our motto so we are uh, we are really um, a favorite community resource it's free the park's open you can come in and just go for a walk on the trails and enjoy uh, do a you know mini putt and and uh, enjoy the facilities uh, we we have probably twenty five to thirty thousand people that come through uh, our gates uh, annually, oh, and wow. uh, and but that's the the special part is that it's yeah it's for everybody, uh, so there's no one that's excluded. So and it's it's free, you said. So how how is it sustained then throughout the year? Well, we're we're a registered charitable organization, okay. so that means that if if uh, we have nice little stations out that uh, that say we'd we'd love a donation, so if you come through, you can, you know, put a little donation in to help us, and uh, we write a lot of grants and uh, and just have an incredible community support through fundraisers, too, just to be able to. And it's not just about keeping it uh, just as a as a place where people can come to visit, we have uh, really exciting programs that we offer. We have yeah, inclusive summer. Yeah, we have programs. Yeah, we have inclusive summer camps. We do uh, educational uh, sessions for schools. 
we have a work experience program. So a lot of uh, young adults, when they finish high school, if they have an intellectual or developmental disability, there's really not a lot for them. And so we have, there's an opportunity for them to come free of charge to Heartland and just learn uh, maybe how to be an awesome volunteer or be able to get to employment skills so that they'd be able to transition into a workplace uh, somewhere. Yeah, and one a, the, a wood shop or something. Yeah, that's that's my favorite thing that we have at Heartland. Okay. Uh, we do. Uh, we have this woodworking shop. We have an amazing shop supervisor. He's a retired school teacher, and he's just his. Throughout his career, he had a passion for uh, just wanting anyone to be able to to learn woodworking, uh, despite any any uh, disability that they might have. So he brought that to Heartland. We do a lot of one-on-one rehab with individuals that have acquired brain injury through a motor vehicle accident. We have a Wednesday afternoon shop club for individuals with autism, and we have a lot of retirees that, uh, in um, you know, they've had to maybe give up their home and their shop, mm-hmm. and they're living in a condo or an apartment now, and so they come and give back their time, and uh, and and help us with our different programs. And of course, they build most of the things that are on site. So oh, okay, so is that, that how you that, uh, design the accessibility for the like? The, yeah, you know, yeah, they do, do. They do that. So it's. Uh, uh, it's it's very practical for Heartland on every level. <laughs> right, well, so it's, it's a truly sustainable place, then, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Do you get a lot of uh, foreign visitors as well, or mostly local? We do. Well, well, and that's something that we're really wanting to build on. Is to uh, so right now, you know, we have our little. Uh, uh, you know, flyers and uh, and brochures in the tourist information booths uh, throughout Niagara Falls, but we're. Uh, uh, we're we're really gonna we're really gonna work on that and just let because uh, I think uh, it's an opportunity for families, especially when they're traveling with somebody that may have some accessibility, you know, uh, barriers. Uh, to, that there's a place that they can go. First of all, that's not going to cost them an arm and a leg to come into, and uh, and then just to experience some of that 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 uh, Niagara nature. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I like. To, I, I live in Tokyo now, of course, and uh, there's not much nature around to find. So sometimes <laughs> I, I do find myself wanting to go out to uh, some place with woods or whatever. But there aren't really, you know, any accessible opportunities out here. So yeah, next time I'm back in Canada, I'll definitely have to drop by. Oh, you bet it. You bet you will. <laughs> I, can your, I can be your foreign visitor. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you get to the camp from Niagara on the Lake? Then, or yeah, Niagara on the Lake. Well, it's, uh, it's, we're actually just about, like, we're right in the outskirts of Niagara Falls, like the town, the city of Niagara Falls. Right. So it's, uh, it's very accessible, just right off, like, literally, there's a main highway that goes through uh, Niagara Falls, and we're five minutes off that highway. So uh, it's, it's, it's very easy to find. You can Google it with and just heartlandforest.org is our website. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so I encourage people to take a look because uh, there's, uh, I think they'll be surprised and uh, um, want to add it to their, maybe their bucket list. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's important when you're looking at accessible travel. I think everybody thinks of travel. They look at the, you know, the top spots on TripAdvisor, or, you know, some old buildings or something like that. But you know, I think going and visiting nature, especially some unique nature like that we have in Canada, um, is a very important uh, place to, you know, grow as well and just to enjoy nature and get out. And- yeah. Yeah, for sure. Great. 
Okay, well, um, I'll put the link to the website then on the show notes. Uh, just a couple of wrap-up questions I like to ask everybody. Uh, first of all, is a, sort of a bit of a deep one, um, but you don't have to go deep if you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> what do you feel that travel or visiting new places means to you or to people in general, and why is it important? Hmm. Well, there's a... I heard a quote a while ago, and it stuck with me, and it was uh, it said something like that the destination is not about the place, but it's about a new way of seeing things. Mm. And I really like that, and I especially like that when I'm traveling with Zach, because he, he for all of our family and our extended family, he helps us see everything in a new light when we are with him. Right. Well, I like that. I'll have to keep that in mind. Okay, for your sort of a bit less uh, intense question now, uh, for your, on your bucket list for three places to visit, where would you like to go? Oh, well, we have. I have a two places that would not necessarily be as a family because that can't go there. Okay, well. <laughs> Everybody but, needs a break uh, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, that's like, and I last year I had the privilege of going on a trip with my mom, who's in her eighties, okay, okay. and uh, and we went to Barcelona, and I am I am just uh, I am dying to bring my husband back there. I loved it. It was a it was a great um, it was a great trip, okay. and then. Uh, but as a family, a long time ago, we, when Zach was just a little guy, we went out to the eastern Canada, to the maritime provinces, uh, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and we want to go back there. I tell you, Canada is right from coast to coast. You you get everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But that was one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite memories mm-hmm. of a trip that we had. And he, we went there as with him as a little guy, and I'd love to go back with him as an adult. And you can visit that place you were talking about before, the autism-friendly tourist place, right? I know. Yeah. I, 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 I'm so I'm excited to to read more about that. Okay. Uh, they, yeah, I think that that's that's so forward-thinking, and I love it. Mm, well, I guess you have got your next place on the list to go then. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just um, another sort of thing that I'm trying to do as sort of a part of this podcast is to make a sort of a travel ultimate mixtape of uh, songs to listen to on the road. And so we're going to be making a, a Spotify playlist for this. So if you have maybe two or three songs that you'd like to listen to when you're traveling. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Usually when we need a pick-me-up, it's always Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> so, um, and the favorite there is September. That's okay. the favorite song. <laughs> and that's when it, that's Zach. See, that that's, has to go on there, number one, because he loves anything with a good beat. Okay. He loved that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he'll also, one of Zach's other favorite groups, and this will make people laugh, I'm sure, is the Spice Girls. So, <laughs> they... He, he, it's things from his childhood that he'll just never, ever let go of, you know? So there's, uh, there's all, there's some great Spice Girls songs too that'll give you a good pickup. But if we want to mellow out a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we love jazz. So a little Nora Jones with, uh, and her come away with me is, uh, is pretty, pretty nice to, um, you know, sipping a Starbucks or a coffee to go and uh listening to a little jazz is great or some uh niagara ice wine right so. that's right that's yeah. right <laughs> well this is shaping up to be a great playlist good okay so i'm um, just in closing you mentioned the website before but once again if you could tell everybody how they can get in touch by the website maybe uh spot uh sorry facebook etc 
the website is heartlandforce.org, so O-R-G. Uh, with Facebook and, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Instagram, if you just Heartland Forest uh, Niagara Falls, they'll both just pop up. Okay. So, yeah. Great. I'll put it on the website as well then. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. And it's good talking to you again. And uh, we'll have to do it again in another 20 years. <laughs> okay. Not that long. <laughs> okay, not that long. Or maybe you'll have to come visit Japan then sometime. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. This All was right. great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I encourage you to check out Heartland Forest Nature Experience in Niagara Falls and follow them online. Their website is www.heartlandforest.org. That's www.heartlandforest.org. They are also on the Accessible Travel Forum, so you can connect with them there as well. You too can join us on the Accessible Travel Forum, www.accessibletravelforum.com. The more users we have, the more useful the website will become. Be sure to ask questions and share your knowledge. You can also follow us on Twitter, at AccessibleTF. That's at AccessibleTF. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Also, be sure to give it a five-star rating in the iTunes store so that we can be discovered by more people. Speaking of the podcast, do you know somebody who might want to be interviewed? Or do you want to be interviewed? If so, then please contact us at podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. That's podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. Keep enjoying your travels. Hopefully we'll bump into each other on the way. Until next time, I'm Josh, and this is Have Disability, Will Travel.